on FM, on DAB, and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. Radio Newark. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. We've got a full house tonight. The famous five are back. So it's time to find out who is Mr. Happy and who is Mr. Grumpy. I think we probably know that one already. Actually, I'm sitting next to Mr. Grumpy. <laughs> Welcome to the world famous weekend wrap on the equally world famous Radio New at Sport. And this is what our great and good are going to be talking about. New York Rugby Club came from behind to beat Stamford and book a place in the NLD Shield final. Robbie Hunter-Shaw and Matt Cox were amongst the scorers as the Blues came from 14-5 down. They now face Division 3 East leaders Nottingham Casuals in the final. And more on that match from Rob at 7.30 because that final, I think... Is it Kellen Road, no less? Newark Town were another side celebrating as they beat Dronfield to move two places up the Central League North Division. Two goals from Luke Body and one from Rhys Stanley securing the points and Damo Parkinson joins us in a very few moments. Last week's big question was who would choke first in the East Midlands County's Championship race? We have the answer and it's not the one we wanted. As Selston hit five past Renneth, Flosev couldn't score at low fields, and to make matters even worse, they conceded one. An excellent result for the Hockey Club men, 2-2 against league leaders University of Nottingham means they are still unbeaten in 2019. A depleted ladies once gave everything at Derby but eventually lost 2-0, while the ladies twos and the threes battled it out in the most local of local derbies in the Knox Premier Division. And it finished a two-all draw, so I think the Freeze will be enjoying their post-match drink a little better. Back to the football, and a goalless draw at Bentley will seem like two drop points for Collingham. Paul Hyde tells us about that one. Southall City have to settle for a point on Friday night football as it returned to Bishop's Drive, Ali Brown scoring their goal against Cavaliers. Flosev Reserve score five at Bingham to remove him three points of leaders in the Knotts second Knotts Senior League Division 2 and they have a game in hand and Grantham beat Matlock 2-0 a result that goes an awful long way to achieving their Evo Stick Premier Division status for another season You're putting a brave face on it Mr Smith but um, unfortunately that was not the result Flosev wanted No, I... Um... I received your um, email uh, over the course of the weekend after, after I sent you the match report and um, I, I, I did some uh, research today in order to counter your argument that the championship is now over. However, I have looked, and obviously I know floor serves results like the back of my hand, but I looked at Selston's running and it doesn't look good. It um, does for Selston. It does look, but you know, I, I don't have Selston running through my heart so. I mean uh, who cares uh, it's, it's now got to be a two game turnaround and for a team like Selsen I think have lost two games all season th- you know 
explosive. I mean, second is good enough because second will get them promoted as long as we're in them top mm. ten teams. But they can't afford silly defeats like Saturday. Craig Roach will tell us all about it a little bit later on. Um, Damo Parkinson seems to be working absolute magic. Yeah. At Newark Town. So would you like to do your receptionist bit? Certainly. And um, give him a call and he can tell us all about it. And while Tony does that, um, I can tell you a little bit about this week's guests. On tomorrow night's Star of the Future show, young golfer Charlotte Maiden um, returns. Remember we met her... um, and her family last um, last autumn. Well, Charlotte's season is just starting again. She's British Kids Champion. Um, she was out last week and their first um, their first tournament. So she, she's going to tell us how she got on and look forward to a new season. While on Wednesday, it's the first of what we've christened our Golden Oldies series. And um, we meet in the studio for the first time somebody we talk to every Monday night. Paul Hyde's coming into the studio to, and he's going to talk about his life and career as not just manager of Collingham, but where he started, up there in Yorkshire with his flat cap and his pigeon racing and whatever they do in Yorkshire. But Paul Hyde's coming in on Wednesday night to tell us all about his life in football. So we look forward to that. But we look forward to this first Um I said at the start, didn't I, who's Mr Happy and who's Mr Grumpy? Well, certainly Mr Happy is Damo Parkinson because if you read this quick resume, three goals, a clean sheet, two places higher up in the table with the next two matches against the bottom of the table, Club Thorn, and a massive local derby against Collingham, which leads me to believe that this management lock is easy. Would you agree, Damo? <laughs> um... Not quite. <laughs> it appears that way. We, we, we spoke in the car on the way back, and and actually, what's odd is our results lie because our best two performances um, have been defeats. <laughs> it's a bit a bit funny, really. This is manager talk. <laughs> no, no, hundred percent. I mean, the, the game against Clay Cross, where you look at the result and you think, God, they've got absolutely hammers, but. In actual fact, it was the best football we've played. Um, and if it weren't for the last 20 minutes, it'd have been a respectable result. Um, yet, yeah, people will look at three clean sheets in four, three wins in four, and, and think they're the best results. Um, but, and, and like I said, Retford last week, that was a turning point because it showed real character from the lads, which rolled into to Saturday, to be fair. I can't believe that Burnley think they've got the ginger Mourinho. <laughs> yeah, not quite, not quite there <laughs> yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm obviously really happy. The lads were buzzing, and we spoke at half time. And actually, we should have been a lot clearer in front. It was only one 0 going into half time, and we absolutely dominated. And I thought it's going to be one of them afternoons where they get one chance. Um, we we'll punish we've, us. We've spoke about this one before, Damo, but I'll, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep coming back to it because. It's an inspired move, and and we we mentioned last week, or more to the point, Tony mentioned last week when Cluffy made Kenny Burns into a super footballer that it was. Luke Body is a natural, talented footballer, but there at times has also been a loose cannon. <laughs> it is true, it's true, it's true. But he's got the talent. If somebody could harness that talent, you've made him captain. 
He scored two more goals on Saturday. Demo, I think you're f- we're finally now beginning to see what Luke Body can do. Um, yeah, the, the thing is, he's working that hard for us and he's covering every blade of grass. He's not got the energy to moan at referee or <laughs> argue with our players because, honestly, he's given us that much energy, effort and work rate, he can't go and do all the other things. <laughs> um, and two fantastic goals. But if if he doesn't though, if he doesn't do those other things, Demo, he is one quality Newark footballer. Yeah, I like him. Um, he he, like I say, art on his sleeve. He'll put his face where it hurts. I mean, the two goals we've, we've considering, we've got some big lads now. We've got some athletic lads. Not many have been going and attacking the ball from set pieces, and he went and attacked both. And there was only one player getting anywhere near it. Yeah. Um, I, I I really like him. I can imagine. Really I mean, like yeah, him. I. I I really do do rate the lad, and if somebody can just harness that talent, then he's got an awful lot to give local football. Yeah, there's, there's plenty like him, to be honest. It's just getting the, the lads, you know, we, we talk a lot about Newark mentality on Saturdays, and that is 100%. Yeah. 100%. And Flo serve a face the same, but I think they've managed to obviously rid that... Um, with how they're operating and we need to because like I said there are lads like Lou Body and it shows that if you can get lads that are committed honest hard working and they buy in there's some very 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 good players in Newark it's going to be interesting on Saturday because you're favourites now <laughs> yeah well we, we part of the team talk every week has been you know these are expecting to beat us so there's zero pressure on you um, rewrite <laughs> yeah and it, it's going to be interesting because to be fair Johnsfield it was there we, we never expected in the first half to dominate the game so much we really really did dominate and I think one or two players struggle with that a little bit because they've all of a sudden got loads of the football and oh this is this is a bit foreign to us so um, we've been working and training a lot on having the ball um, and then in the game like I say it's not really been happening like that so we'll say Thorne's never a nice place to go <laughs> it's not have you been before Yes, a couple of times. It's not a nice place to go. Yeah, around. I've been once. <laughs> no, no, that was it. You want to go back? <laughs> no, never again. <laughs> but it's always going to be a physical game. They're always going to battle. And again, good players don't always win. No, that's true. Three more points on Saturday. They will just set you up for that Collingham game perfectly, won't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> under, un, under floodlights, a big crowd. I'm going to stay neutral. But it should yeah, be an absolute well, cracker. Yeah, hopefully it will be a good one. But like I said, Thorn this week, and we need to get three more points yes. on the board to try and, you know, we want to finish mid-table. It's looking more and more... Realistic, realistic. looking so, at that table. It's looking realistic. A couple of games in hand on a few teams yeah. of others. But like I say, if we go into the game, teams done it to us when, when we took over, we were bottom. Um, and teams were, you know, coming out laughing during the warm, expecting to roll us. If we go with that same attitude, it, you know, looking at that Collingham game already... Um, we'll end up getting beat going into that Collingham game you and that's will. not what we what we want alright mate we'll talk to you again next Monday perfect thank you Damo thank you cheers bye B- bye cheers Damo Parkinson and next up on our little roundup is Tony's favourite Yorkshire manager probably the best Yorkshire manager of all time actually Radio Newark the home of Newark Sport Monday to Thursday 7 to 8pm with Mick and Tony Radio Newark, the home of Newark Sport. 
Missed one of our shows? Don't forget you can check out the podcasts and get the very latest sports news daily on our website at radionewark.co.uk. Okay, we're waiting. We're waiting patiently for Mr. Hyde to join us. Mr. Hyde's not joining us. The phone seems to be ringing. Hey, Paul. Paul is joining us. There we go. You see, that's what live radio is all about. Mr. Hyde, good evening. You're live on Radio Newark. Paul. Mate. Paul, you're there. Brilliant. We've got you. Yeah, that's all that matters. Um, okay, let's um, let's get this bit out of the way first. Nil-nil draw. Miss penalty. Not not uh, not a lot to talk about. No, not really. Um, we were the better side by far. Um, missed the pen. Hit the bar. Our keeper made one save. I think we just couldn't score. And, uh, Do you think Paul they've got half an eye on Tuesday on tomorrow night? No, we've got people working. You know, we're a bit of a different shape to go there but no we had our chances uh, to, to win the game and uh, we didn't take them really oh, I, I say tomorrow night because if, if people didn't know there is live football tomorrow night at Station Road it, it's the Floodlit Cup of which Collingham are the olders and you're playing Staveley which is the Northern Area semi-final is it is that how it works that's right yes um, yeah. an interesting tweet from Staveley, not easy getting 32 players out over two games tomorrow night, and 75% of them will be 16 to 20 year olds. But that makes it a bigger test for us. The mind game's already starting, do you think? Uh, well, I mean, we could say the same at times, you know. <laughs> exactly. Approach that, uh, adopted that, and that's, that's come through me, basically, why they've adopted that. Uh, their chairman met, met, met me and. Uh, I know uh, Brett very well. He was my number two at Retford, and and they took that on on the their change to get young players coming through, and that's it. If they if they're not good enough to play uh, in the central Midlands, uh, then they don't they don't play. Sort of thing. They're building a, a good side there, like we've built with our under 18s Brett, you just mentioned that wouldn't be Mister Brett Marshall, would it? It's Brett Marshall, oh, a very, very good friend. I've heard of Brett Marshall for a long, long time. I thought he'd gone off the scene. No, no, he'll never go. He'll never go. <laughs> no, I always remember that him smiling at me on many occasions when his team had just beat us. Who was that for then? Well, flow serve and New York Town in those in the olden days, but main, main, mainly flow serve IDP or whatever there was. He always seemed to have the do. That's a long time ago, then, isn't it? I'm older than you. I'm old. Uh, Let's well, go back a long time. You mean he was playing then? He was playing. He was also where was he manager? Renniff at one stage. No, he came to Retford with me, um, and then he, he stayed at. He stayed Clipston, at, he was at, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. These are the old county cup games. Yeah. Yeah, and now he's at Stavely. He's been at Stavely quite a while, yeah. but they. He, he, he agrees he never puts himself under pressure and neither does a chairman they're quite happy to have a team uh, that's a good football inside they haven't got the money that, that the clubs have got you and, know, and, and they're not pushing for what they haven't what they can't have and, well yeah. you're a little bit like the Burnley manager wasn't mm. it saying you know we can't match Man City on uh, passing the ball about and doing that you know, we, I mean, we haven't got the money to buy the players to do it but we can get a bonding together and get a team and I felt good for him to you know that they got a result at the weekend yes. he's had some bad results with referees and that 
Paul, you, you're coming in to see us on Wednesday night, so we'll have a, an, an awful lot longer chat on Wednesday night, but I want to mention you as a lifelong Chelsea supporter. Um, this <laughs> was... Tony laughing. Yes. No. no. Yes, Who's you are people? laughing because you don't like Chelsea. W- would, would I laugh at you, Paul? Come on. Yeah. Just Chelsea, though, yeah. Um, this was painful. Um, public um, indignity. Has Sarri been fatally undermined? Mutiny at Chelsea. Um... Kepper has completely undermined Sarri. I've only got one question, really, Paul, as a lifelong Chelsea and as a football club manager of great renown. Have, have you ever had somebody of you said, OK, come off, and he said, no, I'm not? No. And if he had said, no, I'm not? I've even subbed the sub many a time. And he's <laughs> had to come off as well. They do look round thinking it's not them, but it is. <laughs> uh, it's as simple as that, isn't it? You know, I, yeah, I, I'd have gone on and got him off. I do think. I mean, it it looks bad, but I think the press have really made it into bad. Because if you if if you look at the story properly, yeah, there's a little bit more to it than come over on TV last night. No, Don't the, shake your no, head. No, there isn't. How do you know? Shaking my head. No, it's Tony's shaking his head. There is nothing more to it than what we saw with our own eyes. <laughs> Blot wants throwing out the club, a pair of them. He can't manage. Keeper should be got rid of him all. Yeah. Put him on a train and send him off, yeah. This keeper cost £71 million, pound, didn't he? I know he did. Yeah. And he's not good enough to go for a penalty shootout? Well, he saved one and one went under his body, and the, the daft thing was that they got a bloke there who was an expert, and he got his kids <laughs> have gone undone it, wouldn't he? <laughs> Deserved goal, eh? Um, but, by the way, you haven't asked me about our midweek game. Well, I wanted to ask you about Chelsea. I'm going to talk to you about that. So <laughs> let's ask you about the midweek game. Let's get off Chelsea then, because uh, it was... Well, it was, it was shocking. Um, go on then. Tell me about your midweek game. Uh, midweek brought uh, Phoenix to uh, Station Road. Um, we had a good 3-1 win. And saw three world-class goals. Apparently, yes. I, <laughs> I missed one of them because I was coming back from a funeral. Uh, so I missed the first one with Jake Park, who they said it was 18-yard header. Uh, <laughs> Craig Bridge then just in there off and hit a smacker straight in. And George George, George Aspling got a 30-yarder from the line. So they were very, very good, uh, very, very good goals and good three points. I mean, going there to Bentley and, and drawing has done us now. You know, it's yeah. uh, unless something radical happens, you can forget about the. Uh, I think you're probably right, Paul. I mean, I've spent a long time on the weekend looking at where Flosev are, looking at where Newark Town are, and looking at where you are. I think a top four finish is, is there for the taking, but winning it is probably a step too far now. Yeah, it did have to... All the people have got to lose points, you know. Uh, it's not those games, it's when you look back, when we've been in front at, like, Appleby Frod 2-0 up, you know, and, and coasting, and then you drop a point to get back. Uh, going to... Play cross, top of the table, being 2-0 up. Yeah. And they come back and beat us 4-3. Um, so, you know, and then they go last week and play Bentley. And Bentley are 2-0 down, playing with 10 men, get back to 2-2 and play cross, scoring the last minute. Came to Newark, scored in the last minute. So... That's why I think this is going to be Clay Cross's season because the look that's out there yeah, I think so, yeah. is going their way. And you can probably say it hasn't in the last couple of seasons, but this season it's going their way. 
well, we responsible, weren't they, too? <laughs> exactly, yes. Very much so. <laughs> I wouldn't rule, um, I know all the players at Retford and the, the staff and everybody, and I wouldn't rule them out, and I think they've got to play them, haven't they? That'll be the big game then, won't it? Yeah. So right. Rule Retford out. Wednesday night, the Paul Hyde story. We look forward to um, oh. finding out all about our favourite Yorkshire manager. I'm very nervous. Are you? <laughs> well, you're bringing the wife along, so she, she'll be able to calm your nerves. Well, you, you sorted that out. I won't bring it in. <laughs> <laughs> to make sure you come. <laughs> well, we, look for, come emails, then. we look forward to Wednesday. Um, it's going to be a great night. All right, mate. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. See Bye-bye. you, Tony. See ya. Bye. And, yes, Paul Lyde is joining us on Wednesday night for <sighs> the... Um, the first in what we're calling our golden oldies series. Showers I have known. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it could be an interesting night. Maybe we ought to go out at nine o'clock and not seven o'clock. Um, we've, met, we've met Mr Happy. Um, there's never a Mr Happy come from Yorkshire, I know that. So, um, no, no, And sad. next one I think we're going to be talking, unfortunately, to Mr Grumpy. We spoke to Joseph Monk last week, if you remember, and that podcast is, is now up to um, for everybody to listen to. And Joseph come in and told us what an awful season he's, he's had. Our latest guest on the phone is Flosser's manager, Craig Roach, who's coming on here week in, week out, to tell us about nothing but success. Unfortunately, the weekend's result has all but ended the championship hopes. Or... Craig may say it different. Craig, good evening. Thank you for talking to us tonight. Um, you've had a couple of you've had a couple of days to um, to ponder. Well, what went wrong? Yeah, um, yeah, still hurts. A couple of days later, um, what went wrong? Simple, simple fact: of football. You didn't put the ball in the net. You're not going to win the game. You know, we um, want a lot, a great deal wrong. Apart from that, we again similar story to what we've had um, over the past four or five weeks, where we've totally dominated. A football match, and just not uh, not put the ball in the net where it matters, and um, killed teams off. So and that's as simple as that. You know, they've had Ashby have had one chance, they've got the goal, and then they've just been resilient and they've you know and they've just fought for their lives and got the, got the got the three points. So. I think the, the major difference between this season and last season is probably last season. 90% of the teams just seem to lie down and let you steamroll them this season. Maybe a couple of them are, are away from the others, Borough, Washington, Arnold, but everybody else are capable of putting up a fight. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and we've said that from, from day one. You know, there's no there's no gimmies, no easy game. Like I said, obviously, Borough, Washington, Arnold are struggling, but again, they, they, they both took points off, off teams. Um, you know, Borough, Washington's been picking up recently. Arnold have won four games since Christmas. So you know you can you can't go anywhere and just expect to turn up and, and win the football match. You have to go out and earn it. What um, what what's the thinking now? Because I mean, realistically, Selson have got to lose at least two games, and you've got to win every single game. Um, it may happen, um, but when a team's probably only lost twice all season, to ask them to lose another couple of times, especially when the last six matches are all at home. Um, but yeah. playing for you know, it's important now that you get back on a good run and you get that second place very important yeah absolutely I mean nothing changes for us in that respect and obviously it's, it's a massive blow you know we, we, we was chasing a little bit anyway with the fact that they had a game in hand so we, we couldn't afford to really drop points so yes it's a blow 
but nothing changes in, in the respect that we want to win as many games as we can between now and the end of the season and we've said that from day one we'll take every game as it comes week by week and we'll see where we end up at the end you know Shield run a on a great run you know we'll play them in a couple of weeks That'll, that game will probably decide who's going to be in second place no doubt um, so yeah there's, there's, there's still lots of points 30 points still left up for grabs so there's a long way to go a lot can happen you know things change quickly in football so. two um, two debuts on on Saturday how, how did the new boys perform yeah well Sean Woolley got a start um, due to a reshuffle with a couple of lads being unavailable so Sean got a start they looked really lively. Um, it was good going forward, but again, um, issue Sean had a good few chances. Um, that we just didn't put the ball in the net. You know, we just got more clinical in that final third. And um, uh, Riley came on probably over the last twenty minutes. Difficult to get into a game like that um, after, after with, you know, with twenty minutes to go. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's the two good additions to the squad. I was away for the weekend, so um, you could have to help me out on this one. Danny Meadows. Yeah. Fit? Danny's nearly fit? Danny's um, he's going to have a night in the gym this week, and that'll be the first time he's tested it. I spoke to him about it on Saturday at the game. He can still feel it just just when he's walking around, and you know, and he's just bending his leg casually. So, uh, No, not fit, and it's probably no. at least another couple of weeks away before he starts stepping up to... To, to full training, I would have thought. This is one of those you desperately need a fit, Danny Meadows. But he's you, trying to ring me now. He must be listening. <laughs> you bring him back too <laughs> soon, and you won't have him until next season. Well, this is the thing. You know, he, he's got you know he's got a knee ligament strain. Um, you can't you can't play on that. You know, if you play on it, you're only going to make it worse and do some serious damage. So we just have to wait until he's until he's match fit, and we won't be rushing him back. We will. Craig, we'll talk to you again next week. The best you look at um, the weekend, and then um, you've got a big cup semi-final as well to, to, yeah. to, that we can talk about next Monday night, but we'll leave that one until a very important league match and a, a must three points on Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Craig. Thanks, Mick. Good night. Thanks, bye. You know, and it, it's, it, it's not a lot different from Joseph coming in here. You know, if you're going to come onto this show, you've got to come on when the days of you had a good yeah, day, yeah. and yeah. you've got to come on when you've had a bad day. Yeah. And basically, front up. Yeah, I mean, um, I think that um, good footballers, good managers, learn something from every game they play. And when you stop learning, it's uh, time to move on to something else. And I think Flo Server will learn from uh, that one because it was almost a replica of the game against Radford. Radford got the goal with their only attack and then um, you know held out like the Alamo. But unfortunately, as Roxy has just said there, like the game against Radford, you know, we just didn't create the chances in front of goal to sort of put them away. So it was just um, very, very frustrating. But as I said earlier at the top of the show, I uh, then looked at all the fixtures uh, for the two clubs and um, basically it's Selston's to lose. It most certainly is. But somebody, is, somebody who's going to be in a very good mood, uh, we're going back to Mr Happy because in um, New York Rugby Club's centenary season... We now have four cup finals to look forward to because the first team, the flagship team, went to Stanford at the weekend, got themselves in a losing position and showed a tremendous amount of courage and skill and they're in a final. Rob, a good day for New York Rugby Club. Good evening. Well, absolutely, yes. Very, very Mr Happy as ever, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I can see the smile on your face. <laughs> I'm always smiling, people know that. Good, good evening. 
Um, okay, it's easy to say that Stanford are in a division lower, but they are second in that division. No, they were up for it. They were, they were, they were very uh, um, gung ho about it. Yes, no, they, they were after us, uh, after our scalp, and um, we came back. Yeah, we, we 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 were down at one stage, fourteen ten down at around half time. Came back in the second half to win. 23-19, and there was a couple of good tries to talk about. Uh, Matt Cox, uh, as ever, um, bowled his way over for one try, but perhaps the best try of the day was probably Hunter Shaw from fullback. He um, burst from, it, from his, inside his own half, and, uh, and it was a, the report says it was a mazy run over 60 metres <laughs> and uh, to, to get the to get the try. He's been, been been one of our more um, Solid performance as, as Robbie this season. I think uh, he's virtually played every game, which is which is quite an outstanding achievement um, in this day and age with injuries, work commitments, unavailabilities, etc. But he, he, he's been a very regular performer for the club in at, at fly half. He's, he's played full fullback full mostly. He's also played in the wing, so he's played across the back line in the. He haven't got a very very good try on Saturday, which helped turn the game, and, and we we. Um, uh, we got ahead 23-19 and then he- held out for the last 10 minutes and it was good good performance and that gives us a final in the Notts Links and Derby Shield it's a secondary tournament it's, it's other clubs play as per league rankings There's the, the main cup is above us at the moment uh, but we're, we're, we're scheduled to play the final on April 27th at Kellam Road um, this year Nottinghamshire uh, clubs are staging the, the Notts Links Derby finals and Newark won the tender, perhaps because it's of our new clubhouse and our centenary, uh, and we're due to stage three finals on on the Saturday, April the twenty seventh. The main final will be Pavies v West Bridgeford, and will be in the second final with the Shield, and that, and um, we're due to play casuals. So that's April twenty seventh. Me thinks the main final will be the Shield final. Well, <laughs> it depends which. I was trying to put sort of a dignified uh, <laughs> hat on, but obviously you know you, you're wearing your new account. But there's absolutely so there's, there's there are three cup finals three on the same day at Callum Road. I, I say that I use the word scheduled, and as you know, um, you're, you're, you and Tony are very wise in the ways of football. These things can change, but at the moment we are scheduled to stage the three finals at Newark on April 27th. I will keep you posted. Don't don't go and change it because that is the weekend that I'm in Newcastle looking after my number two grandson. Right. Um, while number one grandson is off on his rugby tour, um, right. but I'm not missing that. So I'm going up to fetch Finley on the train on Friday night. He's coming to the rugby on Saturday, and I'm taking him back home in the car on Sunday. Right. <laughs> I am not missing that final. Um, and he wants to come to Newark and watch the final as well. So as, I mean, you know, I said that's the fourth final. There's. Fr- Yes, three, uh, three youth teams have yeah. in final. The first uh, youth final is next Sunday at Derby when our under-14s play Spalding, and it's I'm told it's a two o'clock kickoff over at Derby next Sunday. That's the first youth cup final. Then we've got the under-15s and under-16s in in finals later in March. It, 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 I mean, it is fantastic. It is a centenary season, and you know there is a chance there's going to be some silverware won in the centenary well, season. Centenary Yes, the centenary season is, is um, 1920, so we're not quite in the centenary season yet, but we're we're, we're getting centenary happy. We are, aren't we? Yeah. Let's, let's, not move, let's not worry too much about the dates. No, <laughs> no, no it's, it, it's as close as... And we, we are planning a centenary dinner end of July. We, we, we're going off track here, but um, uh, last Friday in July, uh, we were planning our 
birthday birthday 100 year dinner um, to coincide with the the date of the first annual meeting which uh, from memory it's the 27th of July I'm just desperately trying to check the date and you'll all be wearing your new New York Rugby Club 100 years blazers that is what I did make <laughs> <laughs> It's the 26th of July. The 26th, 26th of, of July, July is the 100-year dinner, yeah. Excellent, excellent stuff. Um, and the league form as well, because, OK, Newark is 7th in, in, in the table. It was a week off from league rugby this weekend. But, you know, a couple of half-decent results, Rob, and, you know, this season could end up with a trophy and a fourth-place finish. That's not bad going. Well, no, um... um my, my pint pot was, you know, was very much half full at, at New Year when you were... When mine was half empty. And when you, yes. you, were, you were trying to predict doom and gloom and uh, <laughs> all kinds of uh, theories. It does that. Uh, I'm glad I'm wrong. But we've got, we got, you know, got some hard games to come. We've got rate market raising this Saturday. We're a rate, away to market raising. Um, we're two points ahead, but, the, you know, raising beats us fair and square in the autumn. We've got Matlock to come, and we've got obviously we've got the noisy neighbours to come in there in the rematch at their place uh, end of March. So there's plenty of rugby to play yet. Um, we'll have to wait and see. You know, we, 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 we're mid-table at the moment. We're we're uh, what 13 points off the second spot. Who are, who are Dromfield? That seems too far. You know, we're, 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 I, I think that seems too far. There, I think our cups you know, are about the same level for that one. And you know, getting to a cup final. Yeah, we, you've said that last September, we, do, we, we would have taken that, yeah. Yeah, I think we would. Uh, talking to the noisy neighbours, I've worked out they've got six league matches left. Yeah. They're going to need to win at least four of those six. Right. Um, they play, in those six, they play four of the current top six teams, plus plus Newark. It's going to be hard for them, Rob. It is, but they keep battling away. Their results have improved. Um, and I see now they they're no longer bottom. They're above Ashby on yes. points difference, I think. That's right. But, but there's a massive jump to Matlock. What's gone wrong at Matlock? Good question. Um, I don't know. They've dropped like a stone, haven't they? No, well, it, you know, again, it's perhaps availabilities, injuries. Mm. Again, if we had you know, two or three bad injuries, or, um, I, think, I think most teams carry you know, very small squads. Um, Etc. I, I, I don't know what I'm not supposed to be on Matlock. Um, uh, anyway, do you want some breaking local rugby club news? Yes, you can. Yes, you'd be probably surprised me. Go on. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'll probably get the pronunciation totally wrong. Freddie Tuolangi yeah. has been. Um, he is the new director of rugby at Kestevan Rugby Club. So he's the i'm trying i'm trying to work out Bro- brother of the england players i'm told he's the elder brother isn't he i think not sure this is where you're gonna have to help I think me he's the elder brother he's the agent he's sort of the um father figure of the of the clan right. right um he must be he, he, he's always lived in the midlands as freddie uh he used to play the tigers um Right, I, I didn't know that. You, you, you've caught me by surprise. Apparently, he now lives in Ancaster, and he's um, offered his services to um, to right. to Kesh Stephen. And uh, I, I don't know any details of financial or anything like that, apart from they've got a big name as their director of rugby, so they're looking to um, yeah, they, they, go forward. Or, you know, they, they've been in our league. 
always had good games against them. So you know, you know hope, hope, hope they are on, on, on the rise. Yeah, we need we need local opponents and. Good on them. I've not heard anything about, about that appointment, though. No. They are, you see, that's red-hot journalism, isn't it? It's red-hot journalism. I'll take my heart off to you. Um, as I said, I was in Newcastle at the weekend, and um, young Finlay and myself were busy running around taxiing older brothers and mothers and everything else, and we said, right, we'll record the England-Wales match, we'll make sure we don't know the final score, and then we'll sit and watch it when we get settled down which we absolutely managed perfectly until I got a text message at half past six with the Welsh flag from somebody called Wynne Thomas. <laughs> so um, I said to Finley, I don't think we'll bother, mate. Um, so I didn't see any of the game, Robert. I do know England winning at half-time. What the heck went wrong? Again, they were 10-3 up. Um, I think they just got edged out in a very close game. And if you look at the stats, uh, you know, Wales did dominate the game in, in the... Stats wise, England had a, had a better of the first half, played very well. You read all the reports. No one could quite figure out how England lost. How, if, it, if people said at half time who was going to win the game, everyone would have said England. You know, they, they, were, they were ahead 10 3. They had, you know, had the better of the possessions, scored a try. Um, and again, in the, in the second <laughs> half, they got ahead. Uh, but Wales finished with those two tries. And. Um, um, Again, it, it generated lots of headlines. I think one, one of the papers you know, said that you know, England were a load of bottlers. I, I must admit, I'm, I'm, I'm too, uh, too kind. Uh, um, I think it was just a, uh, just a very close game. I think it highlighted the tremendous competition that the Six Nations is. Um, you know, this, we said at the start of the tournament, we thought Ireland would be too strong for England in, in, at, um, in Dublin. England played very, very well. France... Again, in England's second game fell apart. Perhaps England got a little bit over overconfident. Um, Wales perhaps set out their stall. They um, didn't play particularly well. You know, they they played well in the second half against France in Paris. Um, and then the second game rested a lot of players. Got a lot. You know, Gatlin got a lot of criticism for the, the side he put out in Rome. Um, but I said they were just waiting for, for England to come to Cardiff, and, and, and they did a job on them. Also, um, you know, the players have brought on. Big has always been, a, in my mind, their number one fly half. They brought him on what, after 60 minutes or so, and he, again for a player, he, I think he's a far better player than Anscom, who started the, the game. Um, and it was his cross kick that, that led to that final try. Um, I, was I, surprised? I thought it would be a tight game. I thought England would would have too much for Wales, and I was proved wrong. Um, and it's, it's a bit of a you know a dab on the chin to Mr. Jones. Um, I, I don't think it's um, well, obviously the more you think about it, then you know, the World Cup connotation. Where does that leave us? Um, I'll have to wait and see. You know, if England are losing this this type of game, um, as, as, as old Gatlin said afterwards, that you know. Do, can England win the tight games? Um, I had uh, no reason to stop around after the final whistle at, at uh, Lowfields, so I, I did my uh, <coughs> secretarial duties with uh, David Crampton and then dashed straight back home in the car and watched uh, probably 80% of the Wales game. I think if it had been played at Twickenham, England would have won. Well, yeah, no, you know, again, the crowd factor at Wales, huge home support and as someone pointed out Saturday night at the World Cup in Japan there won't be that fervent support for mm. 
the, the, although the, the, the stadiums are likely to be full and are very well attended, it won't be the, quite the, the packed cauldron of 60,000 Welshmen or mm. Irishmen um, or Englishmen hollering their, their teams on. The, 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 the crowds will be more neutral, um, easier atmospheres to play in. That's one theory. Um, people were talking about on Saturday night. I think it, obviously it, it's um, a shot across the, uh, the bows for England. Um, but again, I think it just it just uh, highlights the beauty of the Six Nations and how competitive it is. Even though Wales have beaten England, you know they've got to, have to play very very well to beat Scotland and, and Ireland to get it be a very good Grand Slam to get. Um, and you could easily see England finishing champions um, either on points difference. Um, you know, England now have got Italy and Scotland at home, and, and you'd expect England to win those two games with something to spare. I'll be off to send a picture back to to win, Thomas. Rob, thank you very much. <laughs> An excellent, excellent weekend for New York Rugby Club, and let's hope for another yeah, one no, next weekend. Next Saturday, um, and you're going to ask me the kickoff time. Um, it's either two fifteen or three o'clock. Um, my man at Raisin, he, he says two fifteen. But the handbook says three o'clock because we're now into March next Saturday. Obviously. We are, so it should go to March. It should go to a springtime kickoff. Yes. But, so we're, we're in negotiation with Market Raisin. Um, <laughs> so uh, if you're going across, uh, uh, you have to read, look out on the website for the confirmation of the kickoff time. Brilliant. Thanks, Rob. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye. The wonderful Mr. Rob Wardman, which leaves us one to come, and that's the equally wonderful Mr. Paul Halfpenny. So we started with Mr Happy, we went on to Mr Yorkshire, then we went to Mr Grumpy, then we went to Mr Happy-ish, and now we, we end where we started with Mr Mr Very Happy, because I think it was a cracking weekend for New York Hockey Club, and I'm mean, saying that, I don't know how the under-12s got on in the county championship, so I'm going to keep everybody in suspense on that, that one, because I want to start with Mr Paul Halfpenny. Good evening, by the way, Paul. Good evening. Um, we normally start with the ladies, but... By way of a change, an excellent result for the Newark Hockey Men's Ones. Um, they've been on a run since the new year. They're undefeated in 2019. The big test came this weekend with a match against league leaders University of Nottingham. And you've been telling us for weeks and weeks and weeks this is a better team than it was in 2018 and they're growing in confidence. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's got his personnel right now. Uh, they're playing with confidence. Uh, playing some good hockey, and um, well, this was the test, wasn't it? This, this was the one. University of Nottingham, who are running away with the league, they're just hammering everybody out of sight. Um, yes, my my sort of um, colleague over at Mansfield there likes to put things on social media when they win. Um, and when he played, or when his team played against the um, University of Nottingham, strangely, he did put something up, even though they lost, and he gave them credit for being such a good team. So. Um, Mansfield going for promotion, Derby going for promotion, and little old Newark on a bit of a run almost did it. Um, almost beat the uni, but came away with a very reputable draw. Um, yes, that run goes on, playing very, very well. I did predict that they should be looking for a, um, a fourth place finish, and they're very much on target for that. And it's lovely to see because we, you know, we we, we have talked about the ladies and give the ladies so much credit over the last couple of years, while the men haven't had much of the limelight but that that is a limelight game yeah and i think watch this space Let, let's see how they progress over the next few weeks um I, I i don't know of any injuries and and the young striker that i had with me um he's he's 
oh, he's firing on all, all cylinders now, scoring prolifically. So, yeah, it, it, it could be a good run into the end of the season, this. The, um, it was half-term, so the, it was a depleted ladies that um, went to Derby. Um, I'm told by the ladies... Um, they was proud of their performance. They gave everything. They got beat, but they could, they gave everything. I, I think, to be honest with you, if Derby do get promoted in the automatic slot, it's a travesty. Um, they, they beat us 6-4 at our place before Christmas, and it was just one of the most bizarre games I've ever, ever witnessed, as I said then. But we went there, and I said to the girls, just play with a smile on your face, enjoy. You know, we, we know what situation we're in. Um, it's not one of our targeted games. But just, just enjoy it, see what you can do. And you know what? We could have beat them. We could quite easily have beat them. Um, they went. They scored one goal in the first half. Sarah Jackson made a debut for us um, on Saturday, and, and she put so much work in. Worked really, really hard up front, a lone striker. She could have equalised for us, but the, the ball took a bobble as it came across. Great work again by Rosie Staniforth. Could have, could have equalised it 1-1. Ball gobbled over a stick, off it went. Uh, chance missed but she created so many more herself went one-on-one with the keeper twice sadly inexperienced let her down um Derby put another goal in towards the end of the game um but the the 11 girls on a red hot day it was really really hot on that pitch battled and battled and battled against I think three subs for Derby so so they kept themselves fairly fresh but they they look so poor to say that they're uh, second in the league I think or third in the league um, and I thought, oh, just think if we'd have got our full team out, I think we could have turned this one over. But uh, it wasn't to be, like I said, short players, so 2-0, very reputable, sat the girls down afterwards and just told them how proud I was of them. The ladies' twos played the ladies' threes. I don't agree with two teams in the same division. We've been through that conversation on numerous counts, but they are in the same division. Um, it finished another 2-2 draw, so I think the threes... Um, would have been smiling a little bit more than the twos. It, it hasn't damaged the twos' attempts to finish second too much, has it? It has, really. Ah. Um, basically, I, I, they've got to go out all guns blazing to try and beat Nottingham University ladies, um, who are running, again running away with the league. But they've, they've, they've got to try and get something out of that game. Um, and we've also got to hope, because Beeston have got a, a, a far superior goal difference to us and of course they've played Nottingham University and they're going great guns as well Beeston are going they're the informed team in that league at the moment they put nine by in fact Nottingham players have had 19 goals put by them in two weeks um, so it's 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 going to be tough it's a very tough run in um, theoretically two easy games Newark Ladies 2's play Nottingham players and West Bridgeford not particularly in that order but it's the game against Nottingham University um, that's the problem and that could sink them so if, if they got a point out of that game they're up they're away but sadly a loss I don't think they can pull back from that so it's going to be down to New Ladies third they've now moved away from relegation in what a performance that was 2-0 down to bring it back to 2-2 phenomenal Ellie Smith and, uh, and Crockett McLean goal scorers um, and it really did sink the hearts of um, of the twos um but- but as yes, a coach, it's an interesting conversation with the coach. I can tell you. I mean, as as a coach, Paul, and you know, I mean, or, or you know, when you and Sally sat down, do you know? I mean, do you say 
a brilliant effort from the freeze because that's another point away from relegation or i don't know because it, it, it shouldn't be a game that takes place um it, it's it's one of those where in all honesty from I, I wasn't there um i purposely didn't want to be rushing about that particular day i wanted to put all my efforts into the ladies first team um but it, it was it was one of those games i'm told where the second 11 played very poorly so many players missing from them and quality players as well and although they went 2-0 up they just switched off but the threes as you've seen the threes before never say die keep playing right until the 70th minute and they, they scored right at the death to, to, to gain a point move out of the relegation places and you've got to give uh, them credit haven't you absolutely yeah. I mean the, play, the threes once again for the second week on the trot play out of the skin and the twos performed poorly so it, it's it's one of those scenarios where you say, well, yeah, let, let's go out all guns blazing and get the ladies' twos up, but how, if they do go up, how are they going to be next year in Prem? Um, it, it's one of those. It's, it, it's a difficult one. I would dearly love the twos to go up. I would dearly love the threes to stay where they are. Um, but I don't know. But we, we're just going to have to try and get the best out of everybody between now and the end of the season. Let's go to Sunday and the Under-12 County Championships. Breaking well, news! You 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 heard you heard a few weeks ago that little Limby went through to the next round to meet uh, the next round in Cannock. Nice little journey for Paul there. Well, Paul's got yet another journey. Yes, we qualified <laughs> for the Midlands, and guess where we're going? Wolverhampton. Oh, wonderful! <laughs> oh, joy! <laughs> so I've got one set of uh, young girls representing Nottinghamshire at Wolverhampton. Another set representing Nottinghamshire at Cannock. So, um, yeah, overjoyed. A um, little bit bit worried about the mental state when they play Beeston. It just seems to be a mental block. Oh, we're playing Beeston, we're going to lose. Um, so they lost, lost the game against Beeston before they even walked onto the pitch. It's very, very difficult to change your mind. At that age, it's, yeah. Them. But um, we lost 5-0 to, to, to Beeston 18. They were on fire and we were just like, I don't know, Animals that roll over and die, really. They, they, they just... It wasn't until they were three or four nil down and we started yelling at them from the sideline. They started picking up, but um, a bit frustrating for a coach. And we played their B team. We should have beat the Beeston B team, but, but sadly we, we couldn't score and it was a nil-nil draw, but we were we were all over the other Beeston team. But um, won every other game and, and uh, yeah, second-place club. So uh, we go through to with Beeston to represent Knott's. Fantastic performance, really. A brilliant, absolutely brilliant performance, Paul. Um, and on that note, we can't beat that note, so we'll leave it at that note. <laughs> Fantastic, Paul. Thank we'll, you very much. We'll catch you again next Monday night. Brilliant we'll news. Brilliant news. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. And it is brilliant news, Tony. The under-12, little old under-12 girls from Newark going to the yeah. Midlands Championships. Well done to them. That is fantastic. And I've got a bit of a shock for you to finish with. Well done to the FA. Right. For charging Pochettino because he was a disgrace on Saturday. Absolute disgrace. It had to be more than a corner. If any that argument could not have been about a corner. Surely it was more than a corner. If any kids were watching television at the weekend and saw a football manager from the Premiership behaving like that, it will have set football back 20 years. Why didn't Mike Dean send him off? Exactly. You know, wh why didn't he... 
you brandish the red card and send him off. If anybody spoke to me like that as an umpire, he would be shopping for the next month. Yeah, you know, I, I just can't understand it, you know. He's in his face. Hmm. D- I, literally in his face. Get a red card out your pocket, pal, and put it in his face. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely disgraceful. You know, and... I'm, I was, I was, I, I was actually saving it till Thursday, when yeah, you can have is, your. It, it definitely is current affairs and needs a mention. Well done, FA. I'm never going to say that again in my life, so we might as well get it in. <laughs> You've been in a state of shock most of the night. I can understand <laughs> why now. <laughs> Thursday night is the night that, that Tony and myself look at some of the um, week current weekly weekly current stories that. Um, is happening in the in the bigger world of sport than um, Newark. We we tend to leave Newark for for half an hour, and um, Potticino is obviously one of them. Um, it was interesting that that you and Mister Hyde totally agreed over yesterday's fiasco um, <laughs> at um, at the Carabao Cup final. And amongst the other stories, we've got the fact that um, Coventry City could be expelled from the football league yeah. because. Uh, they haven't really got their own ground, so how can Tottenham play in the European Championships when they haven't got <laughs> their own ground, and now they can play in the Premier League when they haven't got their own ground? We've got Leo, and we've got Messi scoring his 50th career hat-trick for Barcelona. <laughs> um, and we've got Roy Hodgson, the oldest, now the oldest manager ever to manage in the Premier League. <laughs> so we've got that story, and Chris Eubank Jr., one at the weekend yeah, of which um, didn't you adjust. know more about boxing than I ever will do so you can pass your opinion on that one and Thursday night of course you can also join in because that's what we want you to do on a Thursday night join in and do you agree or do you not agree with what Tony and I are going to come out with um, your opinions the same as it's our opinions um, I do tend to think a little bit this Chelsea thing has been thrown out of proportion by the press. But Mr Hyde, who's been a Chelsea supporter since 1950-something, and Mr Smith, who's been a Chelsea hater since 1950-something, um, don't. No way. So, you know. That was a very clumsy attempt to defuse a nasty situation. Uh, yeah. Well, at the bottom line, at the, at the end of the day, you're right. Mm. You're absolutely right, and they just showed themselves up for the club that, unfortunately, they that they are. Um, tomorrow night, Charlotte Maiden's going to come to see us, and Wednesday night, Paul Hyde's coming to see us. And as I've already said, on Thursday night, me and him's going to spend the night bickering. So until tomorrow night... <laughs> <laughs> for a change. Yes. <laughs> we are-